Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 721. Treat people the way you want to be treated. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, all the way from Australia, Mandy Turner. Hey, Mandy, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm ready to go, Mark. I literally am buckled up. I'm sitting in the passenger seat of a Fiat Abarth 595. Oh, nice, nice. All right. <laughs> we are ready to roll. Very cool. Mandy Turner is the host of the Car Advisor podcast down in Australia, down under, as they say. There she talks about new cars to the market and provides reviews and opinions on their performance, quality, and drive. She's a seasoned automotive advice correspondent, an avid automotive enthusiast, and she's a radio announcer. She's lived most of her life in Shepparton, Victoria, and her parents owned a motorcycle shop back when she was growing up. And at 13, she purchased her first car, a Morris minor that she paid 50 bucks for and later sold for a hundred dollars all right nice move mandy worked in radio as a news writer and an on-air talent and recently won a contest as the car advice's correspondent where she gets to test drive a new car every week and report her experiences and opinions that is very cool and i understand you're also a talented musician you play the trumpet and the guitar is that right yeah, that's it. I've I've been playing music since I was a I was a little kid. So um yeah. Very nice. It's always been in my life. Well, next time we get together, we'll have to get our guitars out and we can play a tune together. That'd be kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll leave the singing up to you, Mark. Uh, no, no. It sounds like there's not going to be any singing then if that's the case. <laughs> we'll just strum some tunes and leave it at that. Well, Mandy, I have told our listeners a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment to share a little bit more about your business, your career, and of course, your passion for automobiles? Yeah, so uh, I, I currently work for CarAdvice.com, and as you said, we review uh, new cars and write about them. Sometimes we make uh, videos, and yeah, I, I sort of do more of the the audio side of things at, at Car Advice. So we have our own podcast, like you do, Mark, mm -hmm. and um, I, you know, I do a bit of audio production here and there. Get to drive some really cool cars, and every single day doesn't feel like work at all. It's a pleasure to to come into work every day. Uh, I get to work with some some amazing people who all have, of course, uh, different roles as well. And, well, yeah, my, my passion for cars yeah, started out as when I was a kid, when, when Dad used to do some uh, motorbike racing, and then he eventually moved on to cars, and as did I. And I live and breathe all things four wheels. <laughs> well, you're definitely having fun. Somebody who gets to drive cool cars every week, I'm very jealous. So uh, I've got to add that to my <laughs> repertoire, I think. Start convincing some of these car manufacturers they should be talking to me. That'd be pretty darn fun. Absolutely. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success, and it's a really nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. So Mandy, take the wheel. Well, I think you've got to uh, love what you do, Mark, um, mm. with with work. Otherwise, you, you know, you won't be happy. Um, mm. You know, even when you when you come home, you know. So your work has to be something that you're very, very passionate about. And and if you don't enjoy your job, maybe it's 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 time to start looking. 
uh, for another one. Another thing I've always lived by, and it is a, a quote, I suppose you could say, is treat people the way you want to be treated. Mm, yes, the golden rule. Oh, yeah, and, and that will get you far, I think. So be nice to people. They'll be nice back at you. Isn't that amazing? It's a simple little thing. You just wish more people in the world would practice that simple little thing. That's for mm, sure. Exactly. But, uh, Doing what you love is so, so important. You know, I ran a business for many, many years, and sometimes I, well, I hired a lot of people during that time. And one of the questions I would ask them during the interview is, what are you passionate about? And how would that fit into what you'd be doing for us here? And it was funny how it kind of stumbled people a little bit because I even had one guy say, you know what? This isn't really what I'm passionate about. I probably shouldn't do this job. <laughs> he kind of talk, yes. <laughs> talked him out of the job. But you know, that's, he dodged a bullet there, I think. And so did we probably in some respects because he really was, wouldn't be happy there. It was something else he wanted to do. He loved the outdoors and uh, sitting behind a computer all day was not going to be a fun thing for him to do. It's a simple thing, yeah. but it's a difficult thing to do. So how have you incorporated mm. that into what you're doing there? Because I have a feeling that you really like what you do. <laughs> I really do, Mark. I've, I've been lucky my entire working life to to be uh, working at a job that, that I do enjoy. So that passion has, has always been there. And with this job, like it's, it never gets old. Every single day is, is different. You know, some of the cars, uh, you know, we don't get to really drive Ferraris all that often, but, um, you know, they're the everyday sort of cars and, you know, they're all different. And that's what keeps the job fresh and, and, mm. and alive for me anyway. Yeah, so. absolutely. Well, yeah. we're going to learn a little bit more about that. I would love for you to share a story that instigated your passion for cars. Sounds like you grew up with a dad that had a motorcycle shop. He raced motorcycles, which is pretty darn cool. But is there a pivotal moment in your life when you really realized that you were indeed a car gal? Yeah, well, I think it was uh, when I bought that Morris Minor for $50. <laughs> That's uh, incredible. You know, I, yeah, I was, I was so young. It didn't even have an engine in it. Oh, gosh. But you know what? I polished that thing. I looked after it. It was a complete rust bucket. <laughs> and I sort of fell in love with it a little, um, even though I wasn't going to be keeping it and, and restoring it. Mm -hmm. I basically bought it to make a little bit of money to buy my first drivable car. And, you know, mum and dad got me a pair of overalls and um, <laughs> so I could I could get dirty. You know, I yeah. love getting my hands covered in grease. And yeah. and when I started having a play around with that Morris Minor, I realized, hey, I, I want to continue doing this. And like even going back a little bit earlier, um, when I was even a little kid, I used to watch Herbie. All those Herbie movies. Oh, Herbie the um, Love Bug. Herbie the Love Bug. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's where maybe the start of, of my obsession with, with Volkswagen sort of began. But yeah, the, the little Mori, that's that's when it all started. I think. <laughs> now, did your parents know you were buying that? <laughs> yeah, they did. Okay. Uh, Dad, um, Dad and I have bought a, quite a lot of cars as a team effort over the years, even oh, okay. like up until now, um, it's sort of like a daddy-daughter thing we do. And, um, you know, you know, we got, go and hire tandem trailers and, and pick up cars and, um, you know, fix them up a little bit and sell them on again. And but there's always quite a few that you, you want to keep every now and again. Of course. Well, we'll get to that, that question a little bit later. But uh, you're a lucky little girl to have a, a dad that uh, helped you kind of push through your passion and get to play with cars. Not too many little girls at 13 want to buy an old car and just polish it and get their hands <laughs> all dirty. So definitely you were born a car gal, I think, is the, the reality to that question. Well, Mandy, yeah. what I want to do is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk about a big challenge or even a big failure that you faced along the way in your career, but more importantly, how did you overcome that situation? So tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum in your career and your business. 
Well, it was actually before I, I got to Car Advice, Mark, and I was in between radio jobs. Um, so I've, I've been sort of involved in radio since, since 2007, and I left this certain radio job, obviously on good terms, but I had to find another job. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it was incredibly hard being unemployed and, and thinking, oh, no, maybe my, my, my talent has gone. And it was a really tough time just sitting at home and, and contemplating my career, my future career for radio. Yeah. And, and then I thought, you know what? No, I, I, I think I'm still okay in this career. I need to get off my bum and, <laughs> and do something about it. So I really started to, to do some networking within the, the industry, you know, email as many people as possible, like program directors, uh, general managers, and send them my work. And this took months and months and months. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I eventually got there. And I often look back on those days and I, I remember how bad it was, but mm. you you, you've got to pull through that. You've got to pick up that motivation and, and get there, and, and, and you will succeed if you've got that right mindset. Now, that was in 2007, you said? Mm, yes. So yeah. 2007 into 2007, eight is, of course, the big financial meltdown here in the United States, and I know that was felt worldwide. It just kind of rippled around the whole planet, uh, what happened there. So was that part of the challenge at that time? Um. Probably not, no, because I was I was more in the um, I don't know whether it would have affected uh, you know, country areas. I, I was mm-hmm. in a, a small country town at that time. Okay, um, it, it probably would have been more for the um, you know, like the, uh, the self-employed businesses there. That I know they definitely felt the pinch. My parents were, were self-employed at the yeah, time, and yeah. things definitely were tough. I, I do remember that that stage mm-hmm. um, for yeah. the country. Yeah, it wasn't great. So the walk away or the uh, tell away story here is tenacity, persistence. You just stuck with it. So for people that are mm-hmm. maybe sitting in that position where they're looking for some kind of work and they're not quite sure how to how to get off their bum and do something, sometimes it's hard <laughs> to know what to do. What would be your takeaway for them or your advice for them? Uh, one thing that I uh, was taught was to, to write down your goals. Mm. And it doesn't necessarily have to be one that's 10 years down the track. You, you can have a, a very short-term goal, whether it be next week mm-hmm. or next month over the next 12 years, and, and gradually work to those goals. And then once you start completing those short-term goals, you'll get even more closer to that long-term goal. Yep. And that's how... You know, I've sort of got to where I am today. Is you, you can't exactly get to your big goal tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You, you've really got to work at it. So I find I found by writing those things down and, and often looking at them, I put them in a jar actually. <laughs> a jar. <laughs> and, um, yeah, in a, in a little glass jar, and and you know, I used to open it every now and again, and that was my little reminder to to say, you know, you, you're going to get there. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. just the other day I had uh, Dan Panos, his father's Don Panos, of course, of Panos Cars. They build custom sports cars, components, uh, engineering components for race cars, and be very successful family. And one of the things that he talked about was uh, setting up goals and taking those each goal as a peg on a board, knocking those pegs down as a visual metaphor for that concept of yeah. set writing your goals. But I think it's really important. There's something that happens when you write something down, and then, of course, you leave it in front of you to look at whether it's posted on a board or in a jar. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a unique idea because the jar kind of puts that in a special place, if you will, and that's uh, the process of opening that jar, pulling that out and opening that. I like that. That's a very hmm. nice very nice concept there. Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share one of your career or business 
aha moments. I like to say it's a time when the headlights kind of illuminate a new pathway for you. And tell us the steps you took to turn that into a success. Well, I think it was when this job became available, Mark. It, it was um, <laughs> an affiliate when it was, it was actually a competition um, is how I got involved in uh-huh. In this uh, in this car advice business, and um, I was I was working in radio. In fact, I was at a low point in radio, and um, I sort of wasn't enjoying it as much as I wanted to. Mm. And um, a media release came through in my inbox, and it was the car advice correspondent. And it, it was a competition, so you had to uh, write a, a car review on your car or someone else's, and or make a video of it. And the media release said, "Look, we haven't got many women applying. Oh. You know, because like, come on, come on, girls, stand." Yeah. And I yeah. thought, you know what? I'm going to do that. So, so I entered it, and I thought, hey, this is cool. It's cars, and you know, I actually don't mind writing. It's it's, it's quite quite enjoyable. Right. I thought this would be really cool. It was a, a three month part time job, and part of that was a trip to the Tokyo Motor Show as well, a few months down the track. And I thought, oh look, you know, this. I had a look on the website. There were thousands of people entered, and I'm like, oh, no, this is, this is not going to be it. But, you know, I'll enter anyway. Yeah. Um, and sure enough, I, I got through as a finalist and ended up winning it. And wow, that was a, a completely life changing moment. I moved from the country uh, down to Melbourne, and that was a, a shift in my career where I've sort of stepped aside from radio and and thought maybe this is my thing now. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that probably was my aha moment. It was it was like you know what this could be pretty cool well it's neat because it kind of combined all your past efforts and talents together into a new perspective if you will and congratulations yeah. to you for winning that that's absolutely spectacular man that's a lot of <laughs> people you. to compete against but i think it's great too you know i love having women on the show here because cars have kind of been a man's world for a long time at least the automotive <laughs> business but there's so many more women getting involved and i think you're about the 45th woman i've had on the show here out of 700 plus people and there's a lot more to come but i love having women on to kind of help uh, other women, whether they're young women just getting into a career or women that might want to transition into something new and they love cars and they think, you know, I can do this. You know, people like Mandy have done it. I can do it too, by golly. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly right. Like I, I'm the, the only female journalist in our Melbourne office here, but, um, you know, it, it's fine. We all love cars. It doesn't really right. matter. But uh, I don't know what it's like uh, in America there, Mark, but um uh, sport here in Australia, especially with cricket and um, Australian rules football, mm-hmm. the women's league are becoming so popular now. Mm. Like just this year, the, the the football season has been broadcasted on TV, which has never been happened before cool. for the women's league. And I, I think it's becoming almost um, ex- not not accept- accepted, but becoming the norm that. Yeah. Yeah, women are allowed to like men's things. You know? <laughs> <laughs> sure you are. Well, no problem. Yeah. yeah, forget all those old stereotypes. And if you think about cars and women, you probably know this being a journalist more than I am, but there's probably a very large percentage of women making the decision to buy a car. I know even exactly. even in my family, my wife is really not into cars, but she drives a car. She has kind of her car. She drives. I have mine. And when the decision comes to buy a car, she's the one that's making the final decision, which mm, one she exactly. wants. So. Yeah, I'm no, that's, I've been married 33 years. I'm a smart guy. I'm not going to make that decision for her because she's got to live with it and enjoy it. So, um, yeah. And yeah. I think more and more independent women and women are getting married later in life. So they're having to yeah. go out and buy their own cars. So yeah, it's great having a woman in the profession. We men love it. All right. Well, how about a proudest career moment? I would assume you've had many, but is there one that stands out that you'd share with us? 
Oh, Prowse career moment. I don't want to sort of go and repeat myself, but um, yeah, pro- probably get it winning that competition. Oh yeah, I, absolutely. I well, that was really hard work getting in there. I was I was part of. Uh, there were two other finalists there, and the amount of pressure that was mm, <laughs> put yeah, onto us. I'll so bet. I had to fly up to Sydney uh, as as part of it, and uh, we we had to. Uh, make a video review on the new Mazda MX-5, the little sports car. Oh, yeah, and fun car. Yeah, so we, we had to write it, and uh, we had a cameraman there with us, but we had to present it to camera. Mm-hmm. I think it was about two hours' time. Wow, um, that's quite and, a job and, and, interview. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it, you know, it, it wasn't very long, and we had to attend a mock press conference and write a media release in half an hour and uh, do a bit of Motocana wow. work. And the, the pressure was just insane I'll bet. and you you really had to put your, your best foot forward and, and do your hardest work possible mm-hmm. and we found out at the end of the day who the winner was and the whole day i thought nah this other guy this <laughs> other guy from queensland's definitely got it yeah. and uh and the uh, there's actually video footage of, of when it was revealed who the winner was and you should see my jaw drop <laughs> it was just <laughs> <laughs> oh, how fun. Well, definitely something to be proud of. That has got to be immense pressure, a lot of work, a lot of preparation, and uh, mm. all that hard work and uh, effort paid off. Let's have a little bit of fun and go back in time. I'd love for you to share your first really special car. We heard about that little Mori, as you called it, uh, when you were <laughs> yeah. real little. But is there a car that was your first special car? Maybe you could share a memory with that vehicle? Well, actually, it's this has just happened recently, Mark. I acquired my dream car. Oh, um, yeah? Only a Probably about four or five months ago. Ooh. Yeah, a, a Porsche 356. Oh, and, oh uh, my God. Yeah. Oh, be still my heart. Those are, oh, <laughs> I love those cars. I've always wanted a 356. So what kind did yeah. you get? So it's, I'm not, you know, like a millionaire, so I can't afford the real thing, but I, I bought a replica. Oh, cool. And it's made by a company uh, called Intermechanica. Ah, in oh, Henry. He's a friend of mine. Henry. Yes. yes. I I yes. know Henry well. I've gone on many tours with him and all of his Intermechanica oh, guests. Really? He's, he loaned my wife and I a car to drive all through Canada with him uh, with a whole oh. group of people. I actually ordered a car from him. This is kind of interesting. you got to use your imagination. I ordered half of an Intermechanica Speedster. Half. No way. And then buried really? it in the ground in front of a retail store that I was a part of uh, to what? kind of be eye candy to get, yeah, to get into the store. Half an Intermechanica is, it's a whole nother side story for another day. But tell me about your car. I'm so happy you have one of his cars because he does make the best replicas, I think. Oh, he does. I actually, when I went to Canada, I visited his factory and got to meet him. So oh, cool. uh, it was an absolute honor. Isn't to, he a nice guy? Him. He's such a great he guy. He really is. Yeah. So he was so excited when I finally told him I, I found one yep. um so I, I was i was looking in the states to buy a replica because they, they are so expensive here in australia mm. and they're, they're hard to come by i think that's why they are expensive they're, they're very sought after even yeah. the replicas uh-huh. so you know I, I managed to find this one it, it lived half an hour from home oh my gosh i, I, I couldn't believe it I, I, and it was registered it was engineered it was ready to go i literally drove that car home oh my gosh um, how fun it's a it's a 1977 model it's it's cream it's original so the the paint is original nice the interior is black it's been lowered quite a lot uh-huh. um it's got big wide tires on the back i plan to do a little bit more work to it but the day i've been looking for about eight years mark for this car oh wow and, um i've been saving for for many more um i sold a couple of really nice cars uh-huh. to yeah. finance um, cool. finance this car and 
I cried when I got that car. You know, it, it, it means so much to me. Yeah, and um, yeah. I, I stand in the garage and just admire that thing and, and think, God, the hard work I, I did to get this car. Um, right. I just love it to bits. Oh, it's, I'm uh, so excited for you. And I'll tell you something. Uh, where I used to work, we would find really cool cars to take photographs of for our catalog covers. And I had a guy drive a real 58 Speedster, which is kind of the one I've always wanted because I was born in 58. He drove it up from California with his wife and left it with us for a week for us to photograph. And at the same time, Henry brought by one of his cars that was a new car to be delivered to a customer. He brought it down and kept it at our facility for a few days until the gentleman picked it up. So I got to drive the real car back to back with Henry's car. And I'll tell you, there's absolutely... No comparison. The Inner Mechanica is so much nicer to drive. And and I'm a purist. I love the concept of an original mm-hmm. car for sure. But at yep, three at, at hundred to five hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> you know, are you really gonna ever leave it parked anywhere? No. Oh, and you are so, so right. I think Henry's cars are such a wonderful option. He does such a nice build. The quality's so good mm. and, and you can go to any kind of power plant nowadays with those cars. Is yours a, a like type one VW motor or is there something different in the back? Yeah, yeah. It's um it's an upgraded sixteen hundred, so it's up to I think about eighteen thirty five. Ooh, now. Nice, um, nice, yeah. And it's got a, a, a modified exhaust on it. So it's very loud. <laughs> God, it should be. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah. But as you were saying there, with with how good those those um, replicas are. Yeah. Inter Mechanica was the only one I wanted to buy. Well, um, he d- he does an amazing job. There's a great book that um, we talked about on his show that is about his father. You know, his father started that company back in '58 in Turin, Italy. Yes. And uh, actually, my my car is named after him, Frank. It is. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very nice. Well, he's such a great guy. We could talk for hours about that, but I'm so happy that that's your first really special car. and so cool that you have that. When I come down to visit you in Australia, I want to ride in that thing because yeah, that's going to be fun to cruise around the Australian sunshine in an inner mechanica. Thank you very much, Henry. Very, very cool. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> well, how about Seller's Remorse? Is there a car you've owned and let go that you really wish you had back? Um, you know what, my first car, and uh, I I know they're not worth any money or anything, but a 1964 Beetle. Ah, yeah, um, a little bug, yep. Yeah, so g- going back to the, the start when we were talking about the Morris Minor, I sold for $100. Mm-hmm. So that $100 went into this 64 Beetle that I called Bertie. I name all my cars. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> um, so the car cost me $800, and still to this day, it's incredibly cheap I got that car for because it was ready to go. There was no work needed to be done to it. Mm-hmm. And I had that for oh, a few years, and I drove that thing everywhere. It was one of the most reliable cars I've ever had to date now. So I bought that car when I was, I think, 14, mm-hmm. and I sold it to a 14-year-old girl. <laughs> yeah, and it was just around the corner too, and it's been very well looked after. But every time I see it, it's like, Oh, yeah. I really shouldn't have sold it. it. It it meant so much to me. It sort of felt a part of me. And, right. you know, I think everyone has a, a connection with their first car. But, but with this one, I if it came up for sale again, I would highly consider buying it back. Yeah, I had a Carmen Ghia in mm. high school and really loved that car. My sister drove a 73 Bug at the same time. So together we did. But, you know, I had a guest on a couple of weeks ago, Chris Vallone. I'm not sure if you're familiar with his company. It's called Classic VW Bugs. 
And he restores classic old VWs, a lot of oval windows and and some later cars. He does a fantastic job. They're just wonderful. Everybody loves the Beetle. My neighbor across the street, uh, I think he's in his 80s now. Bruce has a beautiful 57 bug. Every time he pulls it out and goes for a drive, I want to run out there. I see him out my window here. I want to go with you. I want to go with you. So, yeah, very, very fun. Well, I love it. Well, sounds really good. Well, let's talk about today and tomorrow. I'd love for you to share with our listeners a little bit more about your podcast podcast, a little bit more about Car Advisor and all the different things that you guys do there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, with the podcast, we've only uh, been doing this, I think, for about 12 months now. Okay. And yeah, it's sort of like a bit of an enthusiast podcast, but we we mainly talk about the, the new cars. So mm-hmm. any any cars that we currently have in the, the garage, we have a bit of a chat about too, you know, with our other journalists. We have some some guests on there. I'm hoping to get you on one day, Mark. I would be honoured. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have some competitions here and there, like, you know, guess the exhaust note and or, or <laughs> what, what car am I? And yeah. And we talk to people within the industry as well. And, and more importantly, we talk about what's happening in the car world. Uh, so, like, the, the biggest uh, car news uh, of the week. And, um, yeah, we, we distribute it online. And, and that's a project that I'm very passionate about about and uh, I put a lot of uh, hard work into uh-huh. so yeah uh, kind of that that's pretty much what we do we just we just uh, write and, and film some uh, new cars and, and our motto is every new car every last detail and uh, nice. we, we aim to review every single car that gets released in Australia Awesome. Oh, what fun. That yeah. sounds like a blast. Well, very, very cool. And obviously, I will list on uh, Mandy's show notes page here at CarsYeah.com website links to their site, links to the show, so you can enjoy that show and listen to uh, their thoughts about new cars. There's so much exciting news in the car industry these days with electric cars and autonomous mm. cars. And I mean, it's just, wow. I mean, this is the new industrial age of cars, I feel. There's just so much to talk about. So very, yeah. very cool. You, you, you can't, you can't keep up with it can you like there's uh, i know i've yeah. been noticing like every time you're out in the out in the roads um you see so many cars with the hybrid badge on the back now. yes like i know you all know even a few kinds. years ago that wasn't you know common at all no and even you know high-end performance cars like porsche and uh yes. you know that you go yeah. hybrid hybrid Oh, Panamera? Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Or Cayenne? Or Okay, that's kind of cool. So, yeah, very, very, mm. very, very, very neat stuff. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Mandy. If you were a car, what kind of car would Mandy be and why? <laughs> you probably, this is going to be no surprise to you. Uh, the, the VW Combi. Oh, the Combi. Okay. Yeah, yeah. the Combi. Uh, re- reason for this, when I was in high school, I used to be called a hippie because uh, <laughs> I, I used to wear like really bright, I don't know, but I used to wear like stripy pants and um, <laughs> and I have naturally really curly hair. Uh-huh. So that was the whole 70s hairstyle. Oh, there. yeah. And, yep. and as you know, like uh, Combis were, were a hippie bus back then. Uh-huh. And, you know, they, they've got so much character about them. That it's, it's like they've got a personality and I think if I had to choose a, a car that would resemble me the best, it would definitely have to be a Combi. Well, and for some of those U.S. listeners, the Combi is the VW bus, right? Oh, yeah, the bus. Yeah, yes, the bus. Yes. Okay, yeah, over yeah. here we call them the bus, but the com- I was thinking some listeners might go, what's a VW Combi? I've never heard of such a thing. <laughs> or I could be more precise in saying a Type 2. But well, no, yeah, the, for the, the technical bus. side. but and, and the diehards, of course, know what those are. But, uh, boy, even uh, if we were just watching the uh, Bear Jackson auctions a few months ago, some of the – Buses that sold for just insane <laughs> prices. It's kind crazy, of crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. It's kind of sad, you know, because it's like, well, 
what? Somebody paid $200,000 for a bus? I have a, a friend here in the States who just had one completely restored, and he put a, a 964 Porsche engine in the back with all the Whoa. McPherson struts and suspension. They even changed the um, dashboard to resemble a 911 dashboard with the five gauges. I mean, they spent a fortune what? on this thing. Yeah. It was restored by uh, Louis Shefshik, who's a guest, past guest here of JNL Fabricating. He did an absolutely spectacular job, and the gentleman that owns the car shipped it over to Hawaii as his island car for driving around. Total sleeper. I mean, just, yeah. Yeah. It'd be your- some of the best cars you can get to, those sleepers. <laughs> yeah, I think you'd really, you'd really enjoy that. Very nice. Well, up next is the last lap, but before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah! sponsors. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, Thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at com. Okay, Mandy, we are back and we're entering the last lap and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So are you ready? All right. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Uh, this goes back to my dad when uh, we were restoring cars together. Always put things back where they came from. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you keep losing them. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. I used to, uh, when uh, I did some car work, I'd always have these little baggies and I'd write on them. And, uh, of course, nowadays you can videotape yeah. things so you know how to get them back together. So That's exactly right. Yeah, I, I, I take photos of everything these days or, yep. or write diagrams down. But, um, and, you know, put, putting screws back in the holes once you've, um, yeah. you know, removed something. That was something that's always lived with me when, when Dad first taught me that. And, uh, yeah, it will always remain. 
That's an awesome tip. Absolutely awesome tip. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your success? Um, not drinking coffee. Ah, really? Uh-oh. <laughs> Up here in the Northwest, that's mandatory. So uh, how, how, do you, how do you not well, drink coffee? <laughs> it is here too, Mike. Like uh, Aussies love coffee. Ah, uh, okay. I'm not a coffee drinker. Okay. And um, I've, I've always just stuck to my water. Mm-hmm. And that's my way of getting through the day. Yeah, um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't, don't need coffee to keep me awake. It's, it's, it's life that's uh, supposed to keep you awake. Well, so, there you, you know. go. There you go. Well, <laughs> yeah, I have to limit myself to one cup in the morning. Morning because uh, it's too easy to get hooked on that stuff and then trying to get off of it. Oh, terrible. So, uh, but I, yeah, that's I, the problem. I, yeah. I, just, I love the, the taste and the smell in the morning, something about the ritual, I guess. But uh, you're definitely more healthy on that respect than I am for sure. <laughs> now, how about a resource? There's awesome resources out there. Obviously, what you guys do is an incredible resource. I mean, car advisor mm-hmm. for people to know about new cars and things so they could get some some objective opinion, maybe a little subjective opinion, but is there a resource out there that you would like to share with our listeners? Um, well, yeah, you, you just, just basically said it there, Mark. <laughs> okay. Um, that was your commercial. Yeah. <laughs> that was the commercial. Yep. I'll just send the check in the mail. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, look, yeah, caravice.com. It, it might even be interesting for, for, for your listeners, Mark, to, mm-hmm. to see what sort of cars we, um, we have in here in Australia. Like, yeah. we, we love the, the Holden Commodores, which, uh, is that a rock group uh, from the there. 70s? The Commodores? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> not, no, not quite. Um, they're badged as, uh, Chevs over there. Ah, so, okay. Um, yeah. but, but made here. Um, yeah. so, yeah, you can, you have a read up on, on, yeah, some of the cars that, uh, that we drive here in Oz. Well, it's kind of fun when you go to different countries and you see, you go, what is that? car i've never seen one of those before so uh i had a guest on a couple weeks ago from istanbul turkey who talked about some of the cars from there that part of the world that you know i even had to look up some of them going i'm not familiar with that at all so uh yeah yeah, kind of fun well definitely a car advisor is the place to go and listen and enjoy and learn a lot about cars now if you could have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry or field living or deceased who would it be ferdinand porsche Mm. Definitely, nice. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, like, uh, I, if I had to sit down with him, I would ask him, uh, or uh, about, uh, you know, when he met up with Adolf Hitler to to design the the People's Car, which mm-hmm. ended up being the Beetle. Right. I, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall when when those discussions were happening. You know, you, you've seen photos with them both standing next yeah, to each other and yeah. holding models of them and. He would be a very fascinating man to talk to, to, to mm-hmm. see what was going through his mind when, when he was talking to Hitler back, you know. Well, he was probably thinking, years ago. this crazy nutcase, I just wanted to design <laughs> cars. Why am I stuck standing next to him? Yeah, uh, that would have been pretty interesting. I understand he did, well, the Klubelwagen. They designed some engineering yes. for tanks and things during the war. But then, uh, of course, the French held him captive for a long time, which I think led to his eventual death because he was mm. thrown into a prison as a, for war crimes and things. But that would be an interesting conversation for sure. You know, the, guy, the man was such an engineering genius in so many yeah. respects that, wow. Okay. Well, you're the first one to choose him. I've just started asking that question. Really? And yeah. The winner so far is uh, Carol Shelby. Second place is Henry Ford and uh, some other people. Yeah. Have kind of he- Henry it. Ford was up there with me and uh, I, I probably thought, oh, you probably had a lot of people say Henry Ford. So. Yeah. No, that's a good um, one. Well, I'm a yeah. huge Porsche fan. So uh, yeah, most definitely. Awesome. All right. Well, how about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think the Car Show listeners would enjoy? Actually, I haven't read it um, completely yet. I've just sort of started. 
uh, Ford Australia, the cars and the people that built them. Oh. And uh, I don't know whether you, you heard, Mark, uh, late last year, the uh, the Ford Australia plant closed down for the last time. And um, so uh, very soon we will have no Australian manufacturers here at all, car oh, manufacturers. Wow. Toyota is going as well. Mm. Um, and and, and our, yeah, our, our company that we're very proud of, Holden, uh, it's gone as well. So uh, Ford, um, this book, is it's like a coffee table book, mm-hmm. and its it's got incredible photos um, right back to when they made the, the first Falcon, and uh, it, it's a, a trip back in, in down memory lane. It, it really is because Australians love Aussie cars, mm-hmm. and um, it's either the Ford Falcon or the Holden Commodore. So it's it really tugs at the heartstrings. Um, it's, it's definitely a book to look at. Is that primarily because just labor costs have become too high for manufacturers? Yes. And they, yeah, yeah, well, happened in this country, happens all the time, mm. you know, where uh, yeah. a, a lot of times people will look at a car. And uh, I remember uh, pulling up to a gas station once and somebody, I was, had my wife's BMW X5, and they said, why don't you buy an American car? And I said, well, this was made in America. And he's like, no, it yeah. wasn't. That's a BMW. And I said, no, it's made in America, buddy. Do your homework, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, cars now are just, you know, they're made all over the place. And, and parts are made yeah. all over the place. Unfortunately, labor costs change that. And, yeah, jobs go abroad. Mm. Boy, we know that here in the States. So uh, it's yeah, a tough, yeah. it's a tough, tough thing to deal with. But uh, I have a saying, capital goes where capital grows. And mm. uh, until you can make it uh, make sense to manufacture in your country for products or if the people demand it, it's not a lot you can do. So, and people. No, want, no, it's not. People want cheap no. goods. They want good quality, cheap goods. So that's the way it is. Yeah. So. Well, we've, we found like uh, Korean cars are, are very popular here with, mm-hmm. um, with, with buyers. And, um, you know, over in Korea, they, they, they pay pittance for, for people to make cars over well, there. Yeah. And, yeah. And that's, that's, that's unfortunately what's yeah. happened here. So. It's just the way it is. Well, sounds like a very interesting book. And I'll remind our listeners, you can find all these great resources that Mandy has been so kind to share on her show notes page at carsyad.com slash Mandy Turner. Uh, there's another great place on the Cars yeah website called Guest Recommended Books, where this book and the past 700 plus guest books are listed there for you to just do a quick click to buy. I've made it very easy for you. Some awesome, awesome books listed there by the awesome guests I have here on Cars Yeah, including Mandy. All right, we are up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a real doozy. I'm going to buy you any cool collector car you want, any cool car in the world. Money's no object. You just tell me what you want, and I'll ship it on down to you. So what would that car be and why? Mark, I would really love it if you could please buy me the Mercedes-Benz 300 SL Gullwing. Oh, I just ouch. love them. Uh, you just broke <laughs> the bank. Thank you. Uh, yeah, they, well, what's not to love about the Gullwing? I mean, oh, oh my God. What is it about the, just, the car that just tugs on your heart? Oh, it's the design of it. It's. I, I think it's one of the most beautiful cars in the world. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I got to sit in, in one uh, at a car show recently, and um, it nice. was the – you know, the, the beautiful color combination of the German racing silver on Ooh. the outside with the oxblood interior oh, and the inside. Nice. And, yeah. and it was a, a hard top, which I like because mm-hmm. it keeps that fastback sort of look to it. And, yeah. oh, God, it was, it was so nice. And, and to get in and out of those things are very hard. Well, it's got a um, huge, yeah, huge console there you got to climb over. You don't want to mm. be wearing a skirt, that's for sure. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but the owner there was sort of, you know, telling me the history of the car. and. Yeah. 
um, how the design of the gullwing doors came about. It, it was sort of like an, an afterthought because the design of the chassis is so far up on the sides there, they couldn't have the conventional doors. So right. it was like, oh, dear, what are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. oh, we're going to have to put the doors folding up. So yeah, yeah. it's just that the lines on that car, um, I could stand there all day and admire them. They're just There's no other car like it in the world and there will never, ever be. It's just a pity that I wish someone – maybe we need to get Henry on, on it and make some replicas of them because there's no way that uh, a lot of people can afford these cars. Yeah, that would be interesting. I, I'm sure there's probably somebody out there that made or makes a replica maybe, although I just uh, – I don't know how you could do it. They seem like they'd be a, mm. a difficult car to uh, remanufacture, but they're just tanks, and they're so solid. And what's amazing about them – I know a few people that have those cars is they said driving them, despite how old they are, they feel very modern day in their driving. Uh, very solid, yeah. uh, responsive cars. The challenge with the Gullwing, I hear, though, is that airflow in the cockpit when the doors are down is very, very poor. So if it's a hot oh, day, really? you just you just bake in there. So if you ah. ever see them at uh, car shows and things and they're having to sit and idle and wait to get onto the lawn, they've always got their doors up. And I always thought it was because they so just... not just for looks. No, I always thought it was they were just showing off. But no, you, you, get, you get so hot sitting in those things. Because, yeah, the windows can't wind down, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, beautiful cars. Well, nice choice, my friend. I'll get to work on finding you a nice silver one with the ox blood interior. That'd be I think you'd look pretty mark, nice. You. It'd look good sitting there next to your little uh, speedster, so... I think so. Yeah. I think so, too. Well, Mandy, you've taken me on an awesome ride down under today. I've really enjoyed getting to know you and learning more about what you're doing. And I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with the Cars Yow listeners and with me. Could you offer us one parting piece of guidance before you rip off down into the sunset in that Mercedes 300 SL? <laughs> uh, love life. That's, uh, that's, that's all I can say. Live life as if it's your last day on earth. Uh, um, yeah. And you'll be happy forever, I think. Love life. That is the way to do it. What's the, again, what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and what you're doing? Um, just, yeah, just head to caradvice.com, Mark. And, okay. um, yeah, you'll, you'll be able to see what we're up to. All right. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything Mandy has shared on her show notes page at carsyeah.com slash Mandy Turner. Just type Mandy. She's the only Mandy here on Cars Yeah. So she'll be easy to find her show notes page and. Check out what she's up to down there. Listen to the podcast. Great fun they're having down there. Awesome job. Maybe one day you might even hear me on that podcast. That would be fun. <laughs> Mandy, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for calling in all the way from tomorrow, which is a weird thought. It's already <laughs> here tomorrow. So uh, I think at our, our pre-show chat, I asked her what the lottery numbers were going to be tomorrow so that I could buy <laughs> buy all these expensive cars for all these people. But um I don't think it works that way, but uh, I really appreciate Sadly. you sharing your experiences with, with the Cars Yow listeners and with me. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Good on you, Mark. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!